0: This is the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff. Um, Excited to have an opportunity to coach this guy. Um, You know, it's funny because when you do all the work you do on all the players in the draft and then you only get to have five or six of them on your team, um, you know, the work that you've put in on all the other guys is not all lost when you have an opportunity like this and then you... You come to a new organization with a handful of those guys that you've done and worked on and really you know, been fond of as you've gone through that process before. And Josh would be one of those guys. Um, runs hard, he can play on all three downs, can do things out of the backfield. Uh, certainly impacted this team in a lot of positive ways. We're gonna work on his ball security. Uh, we've already had that conversation. Um, you know, it, it hangs loose a little bit. But, uh, no, I'm excited about this. Uh, he's a good player, obviously, and and uh, we're looking forward to working together. That was Josh McDaniels talking to Vic Tafer about Josh Jacobs. Raiders have fifth-year option decisions to make on Josh Jacobs, Cleveland Furrell, and Jonathan Abram this offseason. Uh, I think the wild assumption not wild, the uh, main assumption is that they are not going to pick up Abram or Cleve Ferrell, No, but conceivably could pick up Josh Jacobs. Um, Josh McDaniels doing a good job not answering the question?
1: Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. It, it's the same thing with Derek Carr stuff. He He seems to like players, but he was asked specifically about the fifth-year option, and he never got around right. to that. So I don't think he's picking up the guy's option, and again, I said during the break, I like Josh Jacobs, but when he went on in terms of how he can do everything, he can do everything, especially the, including on the backfield, how much tape has he washed on Josh Jacobs (laughs) coming out of the backfield? I mean, nothing against Josh Jacobs. That's not his overall strength. So he was asked specifically, are you picking up his fifth-year option? And he talked around it, which to me means he's not picking up his option, but he'll bring him back and, again, let's bring you back. Right. Let's
0: see. Yeah. And there's a lot of let's see going on. It's it's an interesting answer. By the way, I thoroughly enjoy him saying we've already had the conversation about ball security. Like, did Josh McDaniels yeah. show up? And the first thing he said to Josh Jacobs was like, hello, Josh. Nice to meet you. Let's measure your hands. Yeah, You need to do that. <laughs> you carry it a little loose, Josh. We're yeah. going to need you to go high and tight. Yeah, we got to get you holding on to the football a little bit more like. I'd like to imagine that's the first thing he said to Josh Jacobs and Josh. Jacobs was like, I don't even want the fifth year <laughs> option. Get me out of here. I don't like this guy. This guy at just all. talking about how I fumble. <laughs> Can't even say hello to me or anything. Nice. Just how are you fumbling over there. It is. Uh, it is interesting that it appears as though Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler came to the combine with the intention of not answering any questions.
1: Not to, No, not directly. Right, no. With and the they, they spoke a lot,
0: by the way. Yes, of any, any decisions that they have to make. They'll tell you how good a guy is or whatever, but the decisions they have to make, right? Derek Carr is one of the big ones. The fifth-year options for those three players is a big one. Potentially a Hunter Renfro, a Max Crosby extension because they're coming up on the end of their deals and have outperformed them, right? Any of the decisions they have to make this offseason, they so far appear... Like, their game plan is to not actually answer those questions. They didn't answer them at their introductory press conference, but that's fine, right? That's at your introductory press conference. Have you even talked to Josh Jacobs at that point, right? That's perfectly fine. But now they've they've been here for a little while, right? They've gotten to meet the players. They they should know what they're getting into. I would like to – do you think they know right now they're picking them up or not?
1: I think they do. I think they do. Let's see. The window opened – Okay, so the window opened Monday to pick up the option. The final deadline is May 2nd, so they have some time. Right. Okay. I thought they I actually thought the, I thought the option was coming up sooner than that. So it's already it's in May 2nd. It's over a month away. Yeah.
0: The franchise tag one is the end of this week or next week, okay. one of the two. All right. The franchise tag is sometime in in early mid-March. But yeah, I mean they they don't have to make a decision now, but I would like to think they know yes or no they're picking up the fifth-year options for Cleveland Furrell, Jonathan Abram, or Josh Jacobs. I would think at this point you would have you've studied the roster enough, know the salary cap situation and know those players if you want to pick March them up 8th enough. is
1: your franchise tag. So it is coming up. It's next week. Okay,
0: so it's in 5 days yeah. basically. You got to do the franchise tag by then. So I would like to think Raiders uh any decision like that they already have. They already know. Like they don't have a franchise tag candidate, right?
1: No, well, yeah. no, not yet. Yeah, so, not yet. like it'd be well,
0: Car. Well, he's got. No, a year he's got left. a year left yeah. in his deal. No, Car no. would conceivably no. be the no. next season. No. Which, okay, let's go back to that for a second. The Derek Carr conversation. Could McDaniel's and Ziggler basically be looking at? We've got Car under contract for a year at 19 million. We want him to play that out, and then we're going to franchise yeah.
1: him. Yeah. They essentially would have him for three more years because they can franchise tag him. You can tag him twice.
0: There is, I mean, conceivably. Now, Derek Carr might hold out. Derek Carr might, you know, ask to be traded or whatever through this. Right. Might make it to where it's untenable and you you don't want to do it. But there is a conceivable situation where McDaniels and Ziggler could have Carr as the quarterback for three years without ever actually committing long-term contract to Derek Carr. Basically... The team has the power to go year to year with Derek Carr. And for why am three I seasons.
1: believing more and more that's the way they're looking at? Because it's probably the it's smart probably, way to do it. I it mean, probably is the smart
0: way to you, do it. If you're Ziggler and McDaniels, you would absolutely love to play this year with Derek Carr not oh, having an extension. Absolutely. And then and, and what happens this year? If the team is terrible, right? If they win five, six games and Carr just isn't good. You move on from them. You let them go and you you start over at quarterback on the opposite extreme. If this team wins 11 games, makes the playoffs, wins a playoff game and cars. Great. Here's the extension, right? We're keeping you around. The problem is though, it's going to be somewhere in between. They're not going to win five games. No,
1: they're They're not going to win. Probably
0: yet again, nine and eight. Right. They're going to wild card, right? They're going to win nine. They're going to be in the wild card race. And And then you're on the road and it's hard to win. Yeah. And, or maybe they miss it. Nine and eight might not get in. Right. right? And that, if that happens, right. If Derek Carr has another good season, if we're sitting here and Derek Carr, Hey, he's was the 12th best quarterback in the league. The Raiders went nine and eight, right? It was an okay. It was a solid season, right? They didn't, they weren't bad. They weren't good. They didn't do anything in the playoffs or maybe they missed it. Whatever. Right. If we're having that conversation again in, in January next year after the season, aren't we in the same situation of, well, do you commit to Derek yeah. Carr? Do you not commit? Like, I don't think we're going to have significant clarity after this year that Derek Carr is great or Derek Carr is bad because I think Derek Carr is what he is. I mean, we Derek know Carr what is what he is. is. Yeah, And this team is going to be that. And if you're McDaniels and Ziegler, your best case scenario is you're keeping Derek Carr without committing long term until you find a better option. So if that option is a quarterback well, you can trade for or a quarterback you can sign, right? If let's just hypothetically say Deshaun Watson has his legal issues cleared up and wants to play in Vegas right. after next season, all right. We didn't sign Carter a long-term deal. We can let him walk. Deshaun Watson's the new quarterback. Or could be this draft, but could be next draft, most likely, if there's a quarterback. Coming out that they think is going to be great if they're like, this guy is the next Patrick Mahomes. As bad as they
1: say this year is, people are saying next year is a lot, lot better. If
0: they fall in love with the guy, they can draft him and say, see you, Derek Carr. Like, the best case scenario for the Raiders, for the new regime, is to not sign Derek Carr to a long-term deal. Is to be able to go year to year. And they can technically go year to year for three seasons, which, man are we going to be doing this where every every year, hell, every week we might be talking about Derek Carr's future in terms of is he getting an extension? Are they franchise tagging him? Because they can, they can create so much uncertainty by not signing him and still effectively have control over where he plays.
1: <laughs> can you imagine that? Can you imagine his response or the agent's response? Oh. If for whatever reason they're going year to year on this guy, it would really test I'm a Raider for life. <laughs> It would really test I'm going to die a Raider. It would really test I don't want to go anywhere else.
0: I mean, there is. And like, I wouldn't put it against him to tell you the No, that. not at all. Derek Carr should absolutely want the money, take yes. the money, whatever he can do. I would say if you take Kirk Cousins as the example, there is reason for Derek Carr to think, okay, you want to play the franchise tag game. Like, he could make a lot of money at the end of that. Because here's the thing. When you play on the franchise tag, for that one season, you make a lot of money, right? right? It's whatever it is, the top five salaries or something like that. Like, you make a lot for that one season if you get franchise tagged. You just don't have the long-term right. security. There's conceivably Derek Carr, granted he'd probably prefer it right now, but Derek Carr plays this year. If he gets franchise tagged once or twice, and then he becomes an unrestricted free agent, he'll be what at that point? 33? 34? 34. Right? If he still played well for these last three seasons, He'll get a big contract offer, right? And so he will have made a lot of money over the la- the two years on the franchise tag. And then somebody yeah. will probably give him a five year deal. Five year deal. At, for that, like... at that point, he might be worth 50 million, yeah. right? Like it might be the best quarterbacks are getting 65. Right. And Derek Carr, eh, hey, 55. Like right. it could work out well for Derek Carr financially. Could also not. If they go seven wins, eight wins, don't make the playoffs a couple years in a row, and all of a sudden people are like, yeah. You're like Marcus Mariota, aren't you? Here's $7 million, <laughs> Come be the backup. Could be the end result there. So it is It is going to be fascinating until they actually give a definitive answer or actually do something definitive, right? As long as McDaniels and Ziggler sort of dance around the answers to questions, it's going to be fascinating speculation. Because, you know, they're
1: doing a lot of dancing at the right, Combine. Because Josh McDaniels talked for I, – I, they sent the transcripts over, and there were f- – Almost five pages Ooh. of transcripts. That's a lot. It is. And you read through it, and he said a lot and didn't say anything.
0: Do you think they're going to do this all the time? Like, do you think uh, this is going to be the status quo for not. answering answering questions? I hope, well,
1: is it the Patriot Way?
0: That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. What I'm it's the at, Patriot Way. That they're not. I mean, they listen to Bill
1: Belichick that yeah. many years doing this. I mean, they
0: certainly talk longer than Bill Belichick does when he doesn't Oh, want those to five a pages, he, he, his answers were like <laughs>
1: 10 paragraphs each. I mean, he in one answer he talks more than Bill Belichick. Yeah.
0: So, but I I'm curious if this is like this is going to be the normal that anytime there's a question about or a
1: controversial issue.
0: Right. Anytime there yeah, anytime they have to make a decision whether it's an extension or a signing or whatever or a controversial situation is this the type of answers we get where they just sort of talk around it, don't say anything definitive and that's the new regime of the Raiders.
1: More often than I mean, there's a ton of Patriots people in that organization right. now. That's kind of it. Will probably be the Patriots West,
0: right? And that's I think that's what it's not we good might for think. us. Like we might not get a definitive answer on Derek Carr for three years. Like he, they might not say. They might say, "Yeah, we like this guy. We think he's great." Contract <laughs> extension? What? Huh?
1: We've yeah. asked him to go to dinner again.
0: Yeah. Wow. We, well, we got to take forty him to dinner dinners again. in. We got to. Yeah. We got to. We yeah. got to learn that's more important. about this guy. So we like, got to meet him. We might get that, and, and and it'll extend to everything. It'll extend to fifth-year option pickups. It'll extend to draft picks, right? Like, hey, did you have any options? Like Mike Mayock would say after drafts, well, we had the opportunity to trade up, or we tried to trade. Like he'd come out and say it. Right. We're gonna get. Hey, could did, did you try to trade down before taking that guy in the first round? We love him. You know, we he's got him. great. He's footwork. great out of the backfield. Right. It'll be that's what that's what it'll be <laughs> instead. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. Bischoff's briefs, dude. Bischoff's briefs. I guess you've got a point there. I am going to completely ignore our rundown, and Bischoff's briefs today is just going to be a random collection of things for you. Um, can't wait for that. Well, first off, I need to tell you that last night at the UNLV basketball game, I met a guy from France before the game. Was he the guy sitting next to you? down on the first row oh, down okay down. no no okay. this was yeah yeah so this is like an hour before the game I was just sitting on the first row watching you and I'll be warm up and this guy's just sitting a couple seats from me and he starts talking to me asking me questions he was from France he loves basketball he's a Phoenix Suns fan he wakes up at 3 a.m. to watch the Suns play he said oh, he, he lives in France now yes okay he says he he does that even when they were bad that he would wake up at 3 a.m. to watch bad Phoenix Suns basketball um He's just in the United States. He's been in the U.S. for like a month. I don't know what he's doing just on vacation for a month somehow. Uh, but he had been in Los Angeles and he's decided he's like, I'm going to go to Las Vegas. And he's like, oh, they have a division one basketball team came to watch UNLV play. I did, he did. wow. T- and I'll ask you this. Take a guess. You might be able to get this. He knew one UNLV player. Who do you think it was? jordan it was jordan mccabe
1: because of the uh social media
0: yes jordan mccabe was the only unlv player that he knew but this kid loved basketball and was just like oh i'm gonna go to vegas oh there's a basketball team here let's go watch him play it's phenomenal good for him yeah was, was he great. by himself yeah just by himself wow just that unlv it was great it was great love that kid also talked to him about soccer he's from montpellier in <laughs> france <laughs> <laughs> they're not very good um They're in the French League. But that was great. I love that kid. That was phenomenal. Also important, Kenny Pickett has very small hands. Yes. Eight and a half inches. According to Benjamin Albright, that would be the smallest in the NFL. He fumbled 26 times in college, which sounds like a lot. I have no comparison for how many other times uh, quarterbacks fumbled, but 26 sounds like a lot. So Kenny Pickett has tiny hands, and if you draft him, he's going to fumble all the time. Genuine concern.
1: You remember when Joe Burrow made fun of uh, his hand size at the Combine says, I might as well not even play? Yeah. Went number one overall and went to the Super Bowl.
0: But what? But his not eight and a he, half. No, his were he nine inches. He is exactly inches. nine inches. Exactly nine which inches. Which is small. That's actually smaller than Derek Carr. Right. But can he pick at eight and a half? Uh, Pro Football Focus tweeted out, the only quarterbacks over the last three seasons with at least 100 dropbacks and have hands nine inches or smaller. <laughs> Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, and Drew Locke. Okay. There's, there's only one good one in there. Yeah. I mean, Tannehill's okay. Tannehill's fine. Drew Locke. Jared Goff. Don't draft small hand quarterbacks.
1: Those are nine inches or below?
0: Yes. Uh, and Kenny Pickett's a half inch smaller, which is which is a big deal when you're talking threw about. Drew for a lot of size. yards, though. Fumbled a lot. Yeah, he also fumbled. I'm telling you, Max Crosby coming around. He sees that forearm dangling. You're getting smacked so in the that first round. coming out. I wouldn't draft him. Say, no chance. He probably didn't shoot granny-style free throws for the <laughs> Eagles either. No <laughs> chance. I'm drafting Kenny Pickett. He's got tiny hands. <laughs> Matt Corral's got bigger hands. We got to find out Malik Willis's hand size. Desmond Ray, this is very important. We got to know how big these hands are before we draft. Pro Football Focus is the best. Let's, that's not,
1: right. let's take it one step further and start measuring everyone's hands and tell you who,
0: dro- who had the most dropbacks with small hands. Yeah, that's right. Uh, small hands, not good for quarterbacks. Now, last thing I'm here to tell you about. Ed, what do you know about BTS? Not much. Okay. Do you know what they are? Are they some kind of chicken races with cryptocurrency? No, they are not chicken races. No, 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 not chicken races. Uh, BTS is a K-pop band. Oh, <laughs> come on. Uh, they are coming to Allegiant Stadium oh, next now month. now I know. This is what your girlfriend wanted to see. They are coming to okay, Allegiant Stadium next month. Uh, I know who they are. Tickets went on sale yesterday. Okay. They have four concert dates, right? Their plan was to have tickets on sale yesterday. There was a pre-sale group yesterday. Then there was a secondary pre-sale group today. And then there was going to be a general public sale tomorrow. Could anyone get the pre-sales? They sold all four dates out in the first pre-sale. So there is no pre- there is no secondary pre-sale today, and there is no general sale tomorrow.
1: Allegiant Stadium?
0: Allegiant Stadium. They're doing four dates, and they sold out all four of them yesterday. We got a pair. Oh, you did. We did. So this is her f- one of her favorite. Bands. Yeah, she's unreasonably obsessed with BTS, BTS and this K-pop okay. band. Okay, Un- do you know who they are? Unreasonably obsessed. Okay. So what what we did to get these tickets yesterday? The pre-sale group yesterday were people that were a part of the BTS fan army. Oh no! Is she a member of that? So she paid 20 bucks to be a member of it yesterday or before she did it like two weeks ago or okay. something like when when they announced they were coming to Vegas and we were looking through how to get tickets. I was like, we got to sign up for this because this is going to be the first group that gets it. And so we went on there to see and it was 20 bucks. So, okay, it's like we're absolutely paying $20 to sign up for this to get in this first pre-sale group. So that gave us a little access code yesterday. So we're in the first pre-sale group. Great job. Phenomenal work. Right at what time was it? 3 o'clock? At 3 o'clock is when these went on sale. Right at 3 o'clock, Ticketmaster refreshes or whatever, and it says, you're in the queue. There are 2,000-plus people ahead of me. So we just got a little screen with a little loading bar, basically, that said there are 2,000-plus Did you see as it went down, though? Could you count? Eventually. But here's the thing. 2,000 is the highest number it'll show you. So we didn't know, like, two, does that mean we're 2006 or does that mean we're 17,034? Okay. Oh, that's the highest number they show. Right. It just shows oh. two, that when it gets over 2,000, it's just 2,000 plus. I think we were in the queue for two and a half hours. Watching? Yeah. Oh, so, man. Laptop up, just the queue going for like and two and a half hours. And you had, and and had to sit hours. there because how many how many minutes do you get when, they, when you're up? Well, so once it happens, you you can take as long as you want, but... Once we got in, once it was our turn to select tickets, right? We go in, and it shows you, you know, the seating chart, yes, and chart. you pick your tickets right. or whatever. The t- the little dots are literally disappearing as we as you are, as, as you as get are tickets. trying to get one. They're lit like they're disappearing off the page.
1: So more than one people, one, more than one person with the two thousand plus is getting their tickets. Oh yeah, lots
0: of people are in at the same time getting tickets. I don't know how they determine how many people are in, but we're like on there and like. We're like we kind of had an idea of like where we wanted to buy tickets. And we're like, okay, how about here? We click on them, and then when we click like go to buy them, they're like, we're sorry, those tickets have been oh, <laughs> but you finally got some. They were yes, disappearing as we went, and so she she handled it well. Just a little couple seconds of panic when those disappeared that we were right. trying to get, and so I was like, oh god, which ones do we get? We got some. Um, so we have a pair of tickets to go. I can't remember which day. One of these days they're coming for the four days. That they will be. Here. I know
1: who these kids are and yeah. now that now that you told me. That oh I've yeah, seen, you said your your daughter. Likes my daughter's them, a right? huge huge fan, and right. I saw them on New Year's Eve perform. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I do know who you're talking about. So my daughter
0: loves them. We got a pair of tickets. Here's where I'm mad at myself. Now, we bought two tickets in like the 200 level. So like we could the 100 level by the time we got in the floor and the 100 level were basically sold out by the time we got in. So we got 200 level, which there was like seven left when we got them or whatever, but we got 200 level. We paid, uh, what was that? $360 in total for those two tickets, right? With the fees? Yeah. Total with the fees and everything. 360 for those two tickets. Right now, resale in our section, the cheapest single ticket, $750. And then after that, and there's only one at 750 then it's $1,000 after that. The reason I'm mad at myself is that with our code, we could have bought four tickets. And you would have just moved them. We should have bought four tickets and sold the other two. Yeah. And then, wait and waited. Because if it's up to a thousand. Right. And then we'd be A, we our tickets uh, would have been be free, free and we would have made some more money. Like if even if we just sold two for seven fifty each, that would have been fifteen hundred dollars and we only spent Would you have bought floor if they were open? Uh we wanted the one hundred 100, level. Right yeah. above floor. Right. That's what um, we had
1: for Garth Brooks. Those are good tickets. Right.
0: Our our priority was one hundred level, two hundred level, and then floor. Okay. Over sitting in the three hundred level. But my girlfriend's like, yeah, I, I want to make sure I can sit down, basically. and right, like, she, right. She's like, I don't need to necessarily be craning my neck up looking or whatever. Right. She's like, I'd rather be in a seat able to see everything. When you want and, to sit down. Right. Yeah. And be able to sit. So that was the the priority there. But I'm very mad at myself because I probably could have made $1,000 yesterday. Yes. <laughs> if I had just buy been a like. a lot of chickens. Right. If I had just been like, let's buy, let's just buy four. We'll resell them. Um, I feel like I need to stop with the chickens and horses and just buy BTS concert (laughs) tickets and flip them. (laughs) They're all sold out now. Yeah, they sold out in... Other than, like you said, the secondary and resale. Right, you can buy them secondary now. Like, we could sell them. I I legitimately asked my girlfriend yesterday. This is like her birthday present, right? Because her birthday's in April. This is her birthday present. I was like, how much money would you sell these for? Like... How much would you say, okay, that we'll take the money for that? And she's like, no dollar amount. And I was like, come on. None? I was like, come on. She was like, it's, she was like, it's my birthday. And, like, this is, like, she's, she's been convinced for life she's never going to see them because they weren't going to come to Las Vegas right, they or weren't, whatever. Exactly. So it was a big deal. But I was like, come on now. Somebody's like, here's $5,000 for a ticket. We're selling the ticket. <laughs> well,
1: maybe you're selling yours. I'll, I'll sell herself. mine and you can she's go. By yeah.
0: But I was like, come on. There's got to be a dollar amount. And she's like, no so boy she loves these guys she does she does it's pretty brutal it's brutal so does she listen to them i mean oh yeah okay oh yeah every album they have she's got every deluxe version of it and every damn remix of every song they've done yeah well she has you know what i said i've got a daughter who loves them you know what beat saber is all right you know uh the oculus vr headsets that people can buy we have one uh, beat Saber is a game where, like, you have little lightsabers in your hand and their blocks fly at you and you got to cut the blocks okay. and it's on beat with the music. Yeah, she downloaded the BTS pack for that and does that, like, once a day where she goes and plays Knocks Beat down Saber by listening to BTS. While listening to BTS. So, yeah. Coming up next, Adam Hill joins the show. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at EdGraney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Joining us now from the Combine in Indianapolis is Adam Hilt. Uh, Adam, I guess I could ask you about the Raiders, but I, I think I'm more interested. What random thing have you obsessed with?
2: Uh, that's fair. Um, there's so many things, like so many different <laughs> crazy, weird things have happened. we were just trying to do like a top ten list of what's going on. And I know uh, our good friend and the good friend of the show, Cassie Soto, is just looking at me scared about what I'm going to say.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, uh, is what- well, okay. is she awake?
2: Uh yeah, she's awake. I don't think any I don't think anybody has slept since we got here, so she's awake.
1: Yeah, barely. I saw a picture of her lying down in
2: some kind of room. <laughs> it was the lobby of the hotel. Well, I mean okay.
0: What was she lying on the floor <laughs> in the lobby?
2: Uh she was working and then she fell asleep on her computer.
0: Oh, uh, of course. Wow. That happens, yeah, I guess.
2: Happens. For <laughs> sure. It's tough tough
0: work yeah. editing videos. you just fall asleep sometimes. So hold on, hold on. What's on yeah. this top ten list? What do you what what's happened that's on this top ten list?
2: I mean, I'm trying to think what's allowed to be said and what's not allowed to be said <laughs> uh, at this point. Uh there's several things. Um I mean there was Cassie offering to share her brownie Sunday with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. That was good. Wow. She's, wow. Trying, to, she's trying to get favor. She was eating they Sundays no. while
1: she was working and, and and taping their interviews? No, it was late at night. Oh,
2: okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. They they came over to the table to say hello, and she's like, do you want to share my brownie? And they're like, I mean, no. <laughs>
0: I know the NFL just uh, took away its COVID protocols, but probably still shouldn't be sharing food with the random girl that at the is table. That's eh, probably not ideal
2: yeah I mean they they politely declined, so that's good
0: <laughs> good de- first sign of good decision making by the Raiders new coach and GM. Yeah. okay
2: um, Cassie, what hold on, Cassie, what stories was I allowed to tell on the air? I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> she said don't, she said, don't worry about it. so that's good. There's yeah. nothing. She's gonna well, we're gonna pry all of them out of her tomorrow. anyways. Okay.
0: um have you found kickers and punters to obsess over?
2: No, I mean they're. I mean, I think they're they're late at the end of the week. I think oh. I'm actually home by then, wow. which is sad. Terrible time. Um, yeah, it's not good. I I, I got I to get back for the UFC fight, so um, I, mean, what, I I don't think I'll be seeing important? them. I can't find important? a new prospect to obsess over, so that's unfortunate.
0: I mean, are you? It's kind of disappointing. The Raiders locked up their kicker and punter for four years. We might not have even close to a kicker punter battle for the next four years here.
2: Well, to be fair, I mean, I think me obsessing over AJ Cole from day one. Uh, like I think I nailed that one. Okay. And I think I might retire from prognosticating punters for the future.
1: <laughs> Are you uh, you walking around measuring media hands? So you has got the nah. biggest hands.
2: No, but I look, like I was actually uh I was you know uh, at one of the podiums earlier uh, while one of the players was talking, and a couple of the media guys were saying, like, oh, we just went over and had our hands measured, and I was like, all right. Like, right. First of all, <laughs> the people that talk <laughs> while the podium is going on is driving me nuts. Like, if oh, you're me- at the podium... Media people interrupting
1: it. the guy in the podium?
2: No, but they're like, you know, everybody kind of stands around, and they're trying to listen and do an interview, but then all these other people are, like, just standing there listening in but having their own conversations. Ah. Like, what are we doing here? If you're here then then watch this and pay attention to it. It's ridiculous.
0: So did you get your hand measured? No, absolutely not. Come on. You can go, you need to get your hand. I need to know. I need to know if you have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett or Derek Carr.
2: uh, I think it's better than, than uh, Joe Burrow, but worse than Pat Mahomes. That's where your hand is. Yeah, like nine point okay. one, nine point two. Okay, so you got all you got right.
0: Derek Carr hands, is what yeah. you're at. Yeah, I have sure. very small hands. My hands are smaller than Joe Burrow's. I have. You're tiny, Kenny Pickett. I'd be fumbling all the time. You're Pickett. I'd they'd be hitting my hands or my arm, and I ball's gone. No doubt about yeah.
2: it. Yeah, he'd probably slide in the draft. I think because yeah, of that. no chance.
1: Um, you have listened to Josh McDaniels? They sent out the transcripts. It was five pages long. Uh, it appears, and tell me if you agree with this, He, especially when it came to Derek Carr and the extension and Josh Jacobs, he picking up his fifth-year option. He said a lot of really nice things and didn't say the things we wanted to hear.
2: Well, he did. So, yeah, we had – so I'll, I'll just break down how the interactions went yesterday. We had uh, Josh McDaniels on the podium where, you know, everybody kind of got to, to ask their questions. And uh, after that, uh, we, the local media – there's like four of us here – Uh, got to have him kind of more, you know, more exclusively uh, to follow up on some of those. And you're right, like in both of those, there was no like definitive 100% backing of, hey, yes, Carr's the guy and we'll find an extension. There was nothing like that. But then he went on NFL network, which was like, you know, 10 feet away from where we were standing. And they said, can you guarantee today that he's the starting quarterback week one? And his answer is really weird because in print, it looks like he absolutely backs him up. But if you watch it, they said, "Would you guarantee he's the starter week one?" And he goes, "Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah." In print, that looks like it's a complete backing. I didn't think it was necessarily watching it, um, but listen, I, I think you can't read too much into it anyway, right? What are they going to say? They're not going to say no. Um, even if you want to trade him, you want to you want to make it seem like he's your guy. You don't want to make you know the value go down at all. It doesn't make any sense. So he can say whatever he wants in the media. He can talk about it. Um, I'll also say. Uh, that we, when we talked to Dave Ziegler later, we had kind of a sit-down with him uh, last evening, and he his response was, yeah, I saw Josh's answer.
1: <laughs> Which, to me... What, is, what does was, that mean?
2: Yeah, I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but that's not a, you know, that's not a huge ringing endorsement. That's I mean, he did go conference. on to say, hey, he's the quarterback and everything else, but um, listen, what they say is not going to matter. It's what they do. Do they go into negotiations to sign a long-term extension or even a bridge deal a couple years, or... Uh, or you know, we start hearing some rumors that he's being traded. Like that's what's going to matter. It Doesn't matter what he says.
1: Well, what if they go in and say we really like you, we've had dinner forty-two times. Now you're going to play on this one-year deal, and we'll see after that.
2: I mean, that's possible. I mean, I've, I've had, I've made the case, and I know uh, there's substantial fines now for for holding out, right. and teams right. really can't waive those, and and everything else. But there's there's zero chance if I'm Derek Carner's agent that I'm allowing him to play on the deal this year. There's just, there's no chance. I'll take the fines.
0: And then we get to bring up that he'd only play for the Raiders and we get to tarnish Derek Carr's good reputation of not telling
2: lies. Yeah. If you sign somewhere else, that's he's signing his retirement papers. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Derek
0: Carr. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let's go back to Josh McDaniel's answer for a second. When he was asked if Derek Carr is going to be his week one starter, just hypothetical. If like, if you like told someone, Hey, you know, I love you. And their response was for sure.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, <laughs> that wouldn't be much of an endorsement, right?
2: Uh, no, I think context does matter. Sure. The question, (laughs) (laughs) what the, what the question is and and what the ramifications are of the answer to that question do matter.
0: (laughs) Poor Derek Carr. Oh, don't you feel bad for him? He's only going to make $19 million if he has to play this year. Um, okay. Uh, what is, I, we've talked about hand size. Do you have a favorite measurement or drill that you're going to watch over the next couple of days? Or maybe you've already watched
2: uh, not necessarily, but I'll, I'll kind of change that question a little bit and, and say that um, there's not like you don't get to watch that much of what's going on. Like a lot of it's in the stadium. There's like select people uh, from the public allowed in there. Media, we don't really get to go in there. We just kind of watch it on monitors. Oh, um, but the the bench press is set up in the media center.
1: I'm watching it right now. It's uh, <laughs> Jelani <laughs> Woods just went for 24. The Virginia tight end. Look at this kid pound <laughs> the bench. Watching this uh, thing
2: right now. I'm, I'm actually sitting on the platform where the bench, I, I moved over here, and I'm sitting here uh, as, you know, where the bench press is. We we were very excited. Uh, Cassie and I came over. We're like, oh, this is great. We're going to come film some bench press and get some good video. And it was a parade of wide receivers stepping up and saying, uh, for example, Chris Olave, Ohio State University, I'll not be participating today.
0: Wait. Did they actually, actually. They watch. Walk up to the bench press, turn around, and say that.
2: I think of the forty guys, two actually stepped up and lifted.
0: Wait, but they they actually like if they're not going to participate in the yeah. drill, they, they make walk the, to the drill and then say I'm not doing it.
2: Yeah, and some said oh, uh, I'm injured, uh, and then some <laughs> said uh, I'm healthy. I'm opting to lift at my pro day. Uh, Yeah, and they give the reason for why they weren't. It's like the uh, the opening of Monday Night Football, where you know, like you can announce <laughs> your school, but they they would say name <laughs> school and why they're not lifting today. And only two of them actually stepped up and lifted. That is the tremendous now not theater. A, now
1: I'm not as impressed with the tight end for Virginia. He went for
0: 24. He might have been the only guy lifting. <laughs> that was a sure. lot. Uh, we talked to Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus. He is actually betting like twenty five dollars, and it's offshore books. He's actually betting on things like over under bench press reps and forty times. Are you a degenerate enough to do that?
2: I'm I'm pondering real quickly because again I'm not going to answer. I'm not answering your question. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm I'm changing up what I'm going to answer. Uh, <laughs> you talked to Eric this morning. Yeah, this yeah. morning. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, he's a, a friend of mine.
1: Is that a surprise? So-
2: well, he's a friend of mine, so I feel conf- – I mean, you uh, he might not like that I said this. I saw him about nine hours ago, and I can't believe he was in a condition to talk to you guys this morning. Wow. wow. He was sharp this morning. He, he bounces was. That
1: kid bounces back well. I mean, he was
0: he was all over every question uh, talking about – he, he brought the Raiders up to us. Yeah, I, we should have talked to Adam first. Then we could have had a whole yeah. different conversation. Exactly. Well, <laughs> we I'll, wouldn't have asked I'll him one this. football question.
2: Uh, talk talked to Eric yesterday, and uh, he invited me to the Pro Football Focus Party last night. Uh, Cassie and I went. We attended. I think we stayed there, I could be wrong, the calculations are tough, I think we stayed there 48 seconds, uh, because we we walked in, it was in the basement of St. Elmo's, which is you know the best restaurant in town, I love St. Elmo; it's fantastic, but it's in the basement, and we go down there, there was, I think, a capacity of 100 people down there, I think there was 748 people, oh. like, basically <laughs> lodged in. Like puzzle pieces jammed into this room, and we're just we can't move. Like we cannot move, and uh, like everything else in town, which is basically how the combine goes. It was a fraternity party where they forgot to invite a sorority. Ah,
1: okay. <laughs> yes, that kind of puts in perspective.
2: It is, and uh, and if anybody anybody questions the uh, whether the NFL has a <laughs> racial and a gender equity issue. They do. Uh, I have never seen so many white males in my life. (laughs) This is nuts. It's completely nuts. Uh, But it's it's fun. I love it. It's a great time. Um, Yeah, we had to get out of there very quickly. So, wait, there were uh, 748 uh, white guys? No. uh, I'll say, uh, well, 746 (laughs) and then Cassie and Steve Smith. For some reason, I like, <laughs> so just, but now I'm imagining
0: you and Cassie basically pulled the bench press move, where you showed up and then you announced why yeah. you would not be staying and then left. Uh,
2: no, we didn't announce it. Yeah, it we, ju- we just we fought our way out, which took like I mean it it took longer to fight our way back to the stairway to get <laughs> out of there than it, than we were there for sure. And then uh, there was a, there was a gentleman. I can't say, I can't say. There was somebody blocking the stairway. You know that move where you're like, you're trying to get up the stairs and somebody's standing there having a conversation on the bottom of the yes. stairs. Like, bro, yes. move. Yeah. Yes. And he would not. And I was like, sir, sir. And he just wouldn't move.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, everybody would know who it is. Gosh. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll do this. He was on our show at the Super Bowl. All
0: right. We'll look back and see on
2: who, your was, show.
1: who was on, on your show. On, 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 on Cofield's show.
2: No, it was like he sat down with me and you, I believe, Ed, at the table at the Super Bowl, I don't know who aired it.
1: All right, we'll figure it out. Did you get a seat at San Elmo's?
2: Uh, no. We we were out. We we, we, out. we left very quickly.
1: No, no. Okay, so you didn't eat
2: there. Uh, not this trip. No. Okay. Wow. It's the All best. Right. It's the best. All
0: right. He's Adam Hill from the Combine. Um, keep Cassie Soto awake off yeah. of lobbies uh, couches. I'll
1: talk to you later for the podcast. I'll ask you every question we just asked. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. I don't know if people listen to both. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> So
0: there's Adam Hill live from Indianapolis. Okay, I'm trying to think.
1: I'm trying to think who we sat down with. We'll Does go to break, and when we come back, uh,
0: hopefully Ed's memory will work, oh yeah. and he'll remember who he talked to. But first, we got Porta Sub two foot sub to give away, and you'll be qualified to win two tickets to the Academy of Country Music Awards. So if you want to go to the ACMs and get a two foot sub from Porta Subs. 702-364-1100 right now is the phone number. We'll take caller number 11. You get qualified to win tickets to the ACMs. Plus, you'll win a two-foot sub from Portisups. Caller 11, 702-364-1100. It's the Press Box on ESPN
1: 1100 and 100.9 FM.
0: So, do you think we have a good guess as to who is blocking the stairs?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... I don't want to put the guy's name out there. All he was doing was blocking the stairs. Yeah. I,
0: what? What's so bad about the this? only
1: guy that the only guy that we talked to together that makes sense is Bob Golick. I, that no, no one else makes sense. Okay. Well, one he said it was a guy because yeah. we talked to the um, Colleen Wolf. We talked to Colleen Wolf. From NFL Wolf. Network. Yeah. So, um, and then the others we talked to were like actors, which from like Mayans MC, That I've and I, certainly never heard of. And I don't think they would be at the Combine down below at a PFF <laughs> party. That doesn't make any sense at all. Now, if it is Bob Golick, I don't know why he's at the Combine.
0: Yeah. and But here's, here's my question. Why is Adam afraid to identify the person blocking the stairs? He's just having a conversation. This isn't that big of a crime. And I just
1: maybe put Bob Golick on blast and it's not even him. But I'm just That's trying to... A- Adam said that it was someone he and I sat down and talked to. And for the most part, Again, at the Super Bowl, it goes like this if you talk to these people, I can get you these people. Like well, you you have to take the actors. That's what they say. That's what they say, and, then you, they say, and then you never see these people again.
0: We gotta we gotta get Jared back in here and ask him how many times that's actually worked oh, for him. So time. J- and Jared always goes for it too. Oh, if you dangle a yeah. big guest and say, Well, before you get to this guest You
1: get the guys from Ions MC, which by the way is one of my favorite shows, so I shouldn't be ripping it. <laughs> but the I don't think they were at the combine. That, that would have been Edward James almost at the combine? That would have been a little weird. Who's that? Should I know who that is? You would know immediately if you saw him and
0: you saw right, one I'm, of am so Googling him. Okay, this first is my all, favorite first of, game. First of all. What was it? Edward what? James almost? James. I have a feeling he doesn't know.
1: He's been in almost. so many things. He's been in so many things. He's crossed over. I've never seen this guy before. Oh, man. This is not a guy who's like in one show that you haven't watched.
0: I've never seen this guy before in my life no this no this guy's not famous he's really famous and he's been in a ton of things all right he is best known according to wikipedia miami vice never seen it um he a director i'm not gonna see that um blade runner never seen it um notable it was ian dexter never seen dexter he, these don't seem that popular what are, you, what are we doing here you've never seen dexter no you should. You not. should change that. Oh, he was the voice of a character in the Disney movie Coco. I've seen Coco. Oh no! Of all
1: those, that's what you've seen. <laughs> Jeez, that's what you come up with. And of all the great from... stuff he's done, you come up with the Coco movie from is it Disney. Really,
0: is there a lot of great stuff on here? And Are this, we sure? This coming from Dexter? the guy who says don't have kids and the one movie. Yeah, he's and the seen one exactly the theory. one movie
1: you've seen is a kids movie.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good good cartoon, very visually stunning. Dexter's, you should you should watch. No, I've heard of Dexter. I haven't heard of these other things. You've never heard of Mayans MC? No, I don't know what that is. I thought I thought you were saying like Mayans FC, like it was a soccer team. No, first. it's a motorcycle club. No, no, no. I don't know what half Spin of these. off are. of this one guy's of the great not that Sons famous. of Anarchy. This guy's a bum.